0: Welcome back. Julie and I are going to be presenting to you over the next few days our Real Estate Agent's Five-Year Guide to Become a Millionaire. A big lofty title, but I'm sure you'll agree after you hear today's show, especially as we get into some of the points, that you will understand this is a uh, path forward that all of you can be taking, even in this crazy real estate market with all this sort of salacious headlines that are happening now. It does not matter. This is the path that many of our coaching clients have followed and to some extent that Julie and I did as well. So we are absolutely positive when you follow this path, um, you know, adjusting accordingly, depending on your own experiences, you will find what you're after in terms of financial freedom. And I think it's good, Julie, at this point that we do like a lot of people get stuck on the words like millionaire and rich and all the rest of it. And so let's simplify it all that means. And again, don't worry about if you don't necessarily – if you have a reaction to a specific word, if it maybe conjures up negative emotions or feelings or any of these types of things. Some of you are thinking, well, how the hell can the word millionaire actually conjure up anything other than positivity? Well, there are people out there who are a little bit repulsed by the idea of, a certain, uh, of some people having more than others, right? I mean the whole 1% conversation just to sort of, I think, draw sure. a line out of that. But really the goal should be, in our humble opinions – Should be for you to be rich. And rich is simply where your money works for you and you no longer actually have to work for your money. That's it. Where your money is coming in on autopilot every month from having actually, you know, and where does that money come from? Investments. It can come from rental property, it can come from EXP revenue share, come from all different sources. But what's important is in order to get there in the first place, you have to build. Um, a successful ATM machine. In other words, you have to build a successful real estate practice, and then you have to run a very profitable real estate practice, and then with that profit, then you can reinvest into things that make you uh, passive income. Now, I know that was a lot in a very short period of time, but after you've listened to these, uh, this three-part series, you will understand clearly, and I think a lot of you are going to have a massive sense of relief.
1: That's right. So we're going to give you a specific practical and tactical plan in order to meet or exceed your goals in real estate career and ultimately in your life in five years or less. As Tim said, you can adjust accordingly based on your own experience level, your skill set, and maybe your goal is to be a half millionaire. Maybe it's to be, you know, double that. So you can adjust.
0: Uh, Julie still has her allergies, obviously. So what we're going to do today is we're going to go through the what we don't want for you and what we do want for you. And I'm going to start out right away with what we don't want for you. We don't want you to be burned out, broken, and beholden to other people or companies controlling your success. Uh, we want you to build a, we don't want you to build a castle on someone else's land. And that, that's a concept that's very important. So if you're building just think of it in the literal sense. If you're building a castle or mansion or house on land that you don't own. And um, you know, some of you in California, you have you do real estate deals where there's like a 100-year land leases in parts of Europe. That's very normal that there'll be you know, uh, land leases that are 100 sometimes 500 years. I know it's crazy, but it's true. And so what happens is you'll build this house or maybe you build a village, but then one day the land lease is up. And now you're have to. you left with a decision. What do you do? Well, if the person who owns the land doesn't want uh, you to stay and they want to do something else for the land, guess what they get? They get the mansion that you've built. And that, unfortunately, is what a lot of agents do. A lot of business owners do as well. So when you're building uh, your mansion, which is your business, your future, it is very difficult not to, to some extent, build it on someone else's land. For example, if you're building a website, let's say, or and your uh, website is built on WordPress, and you don't own the, you own virtually nothing. You don't own the WordPress, you don't own the website, you don't own the hosting. There's all these different things. So there is some, um, you know, deviations and don't build your castle on land you don't own. But really, where that really applies is once you have profit, the assets that you acquire with the profit that produce passive income for you. That's where we want you to be very careful um, where you're putting your efforts. Point number two.
1: Point number two, we don't want you to suffer cash spurts, lack of profitability, or uncertainty. Those all kind of go hand in hand, don't they? And I think that a lot of agents, I think you would agree with this, Tim, sometimes agents make that a lifestyle. They think that that's how it's supposed to be. And sometimes they're even told by office managers or, you know, heaven forbid, even brokers that, oh, you know, you're a commissioned salesperson. That's how it is. You just get used to those cash spurts. Well, it, we it go- don't believe in that. Well,
0: it goes back to environment, right? So if you're surrounded by people that are living with lots of financial insecurity and uncertainty because of the fact that they're, you know, don't have consistent cash flow from their businesses and everyone around you is like that, you think it's normal. That's not normal. That's abnormal. That's, you know, essentially, you're not running a very con- you're not running a business properly, whether it's real estate or something else.
1: It's unhealthy. All right. Point number three, we don't you. Again, this is what we don't want for you list. We don't want you to kill your potential, grinding away with too many buyers and not enough listings. Remember that buyers are physical labor and sellers are mental labor. Having listings creates more business. Having buyers does not necessarily. And we've done entire podcasts on that.
0: So when we get to the main points, guys, we're just running these through, we're running all of your minds through the filters that we use when coming up with these points. Point number four, we don't want you to end the year with little savings and lots of stress. In other words, you're the pro- the the product of your real estate business is profit. The product of any business is profit, unless of course it's a nonprofit. So if you're not making profit and of significant like most of our coaching clients, depending on how big their teams are, are running profit margins that are fifty to seventy-five percent. So when they make, you know, ten thousand dollars, they're keeping seventy-five hundred dollars. And I, frankly, some of them are keeping more than that yes. if they're running really efficient listings-focused businesses. So open your mind to the possibilities because many of you and I, get, I know our industry has normalized. The uh, you know ten thousand dollar commission coming in, and then be the before you pay your own personal overhead and personal taxes, it's okay in your mind somehow to make only fifteen hundred bucks or two thousand yeah. bucks. That's an inefficient business that doesn't really have, especially when we're in times like this, that's going to suffer needlessly. I am talking with uh, talking directly to all of you who are buying buyer leads. Next point.
1: Next point is number five. We don't want you to follow false prophets, gurus, or fake coaches. And I would add to that, especially online, because there's a whole lot of that. So we will hopefully be the cure to that. We are not looking to be your guru. We're looking to educate, motivate, and get you into action. Number six, we don't want you to have failure to launch syndrome. And that can last for a month, a year, or in some cases, a couple of years where you've been licensed for a while, but you just feel like you never took off.
0: And that's specific to those of you who are, you know, getting ready to get started. You're looking to organize. We want to tweak your website. You want to do this. you want to do that? You want to study something more. You really, you're doing everything, uh, except the real work of real estate and the real work of real estate is where on the other side of that is what you're truly after, but you just, okay, you know, I've been listening to Tim and Julie a while. Now I'm going to go listen to some marketing guru on, you know, YouTube videos. Oh, that didn't work. Now I'm going to go back this. I'm going to go back. You're just going to completely and totally lose out the opportunity of being a very successful business owner.
1: Exactly. So that was what we don't want for you. Let's switch over to what we do want for you before we get to the plan for year one. All right. What we do want for you, number one, We want you to have a definitive plan to follow so that you will have direction and won't have to guess at what to do to succeed. One of the most common things that people say coming into coaching is just tell me what to do. I need a plan.
0: Well, those are the good ones, right? <laughs>
1: right. Yeah. That are admitting to it. Right. Yes. Well,
0: I mean, those are the best coaching clients. It goes uh, unconscious uh, incompetence, conscious incompetence. And the second phase of learning or mastery is where we get the best coaching clients for sure, because maybe mm-hmm. they've had uh, a few setbacks or maybe they come into real estate if they're new agents and they've had some professional training in, the, in their histories. Maybe they're in the military, professional athletes, they're sure, pilots, sure. things like that. Those guys have a tendency to be very coachable because they know the importance of getting high-level education in, in, in putting it and uh, in ingesting it quickly.
1: Yes, they're open to it. They know they need it, and they are implementers.
0: By the way, today's notes are down below. So if you are looking to have these notes for yourself please do so. Remember, these are always copywritten. Julie and I's notes are always copywritten, but they are there for you to use, but not to resell. So please do feel free to use our notes below. And also there's a link below that you guys can then join Premier Coaching for free. It is for you the 100% next natural step in your real estate business. You get the full month of uh, Premier Coaching for free, uh, the first month rather, and that includes our real estate treasure map. The real estate treasure map is your fill in the blank life and business plan, which Julie is about to talk about.
1: All right. So number two of what we do want for you, we want you to have goals in five areas of life to keep you inspired. Use your real estate treasure map to get serious about those goals. You'll do a new treasure map, that's your business and life plan, each year of your career since both your skills and your goals will
0: change. Yep. And so again, you get that for free. Just go down below, click the link to join Premier Coaching and definitely download the real estate treasure map. It's not a lightweight treasure map. It's a rather business plan. It's what, 60 pages Mm-hmm. And, you know, so have a ream of paper ready to go and take the time to actually complete all the questions so that you actually have a real plan. Super important when you're wanting to essentially be financially free a millionaire, let's say, which, by the way, some of you won't need to be millionaires in order to be financially free. It's important that's that we true. should say that. I mean, and that's okay. If you're in a rural part of the country, frankly, you and your all your stuff is paid off, and you have, you know, thirty five hundred bucks or five thousand dollars coming in from, say, exp realty revenue share, you're good. You're good. Yeah, that's probably, all right. Probably right.
1: Yes. Yeah, so adjust accordingly. All right. Point number three: We want you to be a powerful listing agent as early as possible in your career. One of the best comments I got from one of our coaching clients was so funny. Uh, I think he was licensed like a month and he posted on our private Facebook group for our members only, um, for our coaching clients. He said, okay, I've seen what buyer agents are having to go through right now. No, thank you. I have already taken my first listing. He got a for sale by owner as his very first listing. So that I think that's a very good early indicator.
0: There's a gal that I wish I could remember her name. She mm-hmm. listens every day. She's in our eXp Realty group. Uh, she is not a new agent. She's someone who's been successful, but working mostly with buyers. Mm-hmm. And then she joined Premier Coaching. She joined us at eXp Realty. And she's like taking listings like there's no tomorrow. That's awesome. She sends me an update every time she takes a new listing. Yeah. And I would say she's taken an average of three or four listings listings a month right now. I'll search my, uh, Mm -hmm. if she messages me, um, hopefully she knows that I'm talking about her. I wish I remembered her name. I should have been better organized anyway. Yeah. So it is possible right now. and, And all of you should be tuning all your, you know, your highest frequencies, I would say to becoming listing agents because so many people think listings are hard to get. So many agents believe that they have to buy buyer leads and suffer needlessly for years before they can actually become listing agents. Let them think that way. It's not true.
1: All right, point number four, we want you to invest in yourself first so that you can become rich and free faster. Point number five, we want you to build strong skills from the beginning and fill in any missing skills as you reach ever-increasing success. For some of you that have been at this for a while, we're going to go through some things in our five-year plan where you're going to go, ah, that's the thing that I never quite got. I need to implement that and that's fine. You're not all going to have the same points. Okay, before we get to year 1, which is what we're going to accomplish on today's pod.
0: You can tell we're anxious to get to it. <laughs> <laughs> we are.
1: But we have to make some assumptions about you uh, or our listeners so that we can show you the math. Assume the following facts and again you can modify for yourself. You guys know how to convert math, I think. Now, so, if not, we'll help you. But
0: let me this is your first yes. point. So we when we are doing this math, when we are preparing Uh, all of our assumptions, we are working off the assumption that you live in a state with no state taxes. And the reason we did it that way is because the states have different percentage rates. And so it would have been possible for us to actually do this uh, with any level of efficiency for you. So we're going to start out with the assumption that you're only paying federal taxes and some property taxes and things of that nature. But you need to go in there and uh, adjust accordingly if you are in a state with state taxes. All right. So that's uh, an-
1: exactly because we have to have kind of like a case study to base the math on.
0: And the second point is um, your average sale price is around 500 grand. Now, we know the national average sale price is like four something, 425 or something. But we have, frankly, a lot of coaching clients that are selling houses and whose average sale prices are $750, a million a 1000000 dollars Yes, you know. I that heard nice? a report
1: this morning that uh, average in Manhattan now is up to 1.6. That's their average. Yep. So you guys can can apply the math. All right. We're also assuming that you're an EXP agent. We can talk to you more about that. But again, we are creating a sample uh, plan here.
0: And if you are not an EXP Realty agent, this is something. Frankly, it's the greatest wealth accelerator if you're uh, taking advantage of the uh, revenue share plan. If you want to speak uh, to someone about that. Speak to me. We'd love to be your sponsor, ZDXP Realty. And you can text me directly at 512-758-0206. So if you're interested in learning more about eXp Realty, um, or if you're frankly ready to join, as I know know, dozens of you are, please feel free to text me directly on my cell phone, which is 512-758-0206. And let's have that conversation.
1: Okay, so again, our sample agent is with eXp, let's say, and their average gross commission based on 500000 is 15000 That's the gross. Let's say you're paying your broker about 20%, netting you around 12000 per transaction. Again, adjust accordingly and work the math. But using that math, one transaction per month will gross you $144,000 in your first year of business.
0: So it just to you know, tie down Julie's math so you guys are thinking about this, if you're at eXp Realty, you have a $16,000 per year cap so after you've paid in your cap, then you're 100%. So Julie's assuming that you have, uh, you're still paying into your cap. So just remember if you're, if you're it's a bit
1: better than how I portrayed it. It's yes. what I'm saying. Yeah. Yes. But I can't do that math in my head. Right I know. off the know. Okay. Neither can I. That's okay. So it'll be at least 144,000 um, in your first year of business. All right. So onto the plan. Again, you can find the notes by scrolling down year one. That's what we're going to talk about today. My number one, yes, your first year goal is 12 transactions. And this is absolutely realistic when you follow our specific plan, focusing on building skills and leading with listings. Don't believe anybody who tells you otherwise.
0: So year one does not mean your first year in real estate. Year one could mean uh, you've been in real estate for 20 years. But you've decided you're finally going to be financially free and you're going to make this you know, outline of this plan your plan for the next five years. By the way, you don't have to take five years to be rich where your money works for you. You no longer have to work for your money. You can do it a lot faster. But year one, again, don't think that must mean we're talking solely to new agents. No. Not the case. Well,
1: let's look at it as year one of the five-year plan, exactly. which you can shrink if necessary. Okay. Point number two skills you must acquire. And again, for some of you, this is to add on to your existing skill set. Everything having to do with the following list, which you should memorize lead generation, lead follow up, pre qualifying, presenting, negotiating, and closing. Those are the things that make you money in real estate. Also, you must have your pre listing package, listing presentation, and buyer presentation. I know a lot of you listening haven't done that yet. You have to have those completed and build your confidence. By actually using each of those, appointment by appointment, your job is to earn while you learn. And remember, it's not enough to just have the presentations. You must be skilled, competent, and confident actually using them, presenting to each buyer and seller client in such a way that the presentation ends in a signature. Or maybe you decide or they decide it's not going to end in a signature, but you are at the very least using all of your presentations 100% of the time.
0: All right, so here's point number three, revenue to expect. We already shared with you some of these numbers, but it's important that you guys write this stuff down. And adjust accordingly as we've, I think... uh, correctly disclaimed. Your gross commission income will be around $144,000. Using Julie's assumptions of 500 dollars and you being at eXp would actually be more than that because you would have capped at $80,000, but that's a different conversation. Again, this is based on the average sale price of $500,000, a gross commission of $15,000 minus 20%, which equals $12,000. Uh, you know, obviously 12,000 uh, times 12 months equals $144,000. And you can do uh, I mean, obviously, there's a, a few hacks to that. The biggest, the easiest one would be if you took, say, for example, uh, six listings and double ended all of them. Or if, for example, <laughs> yeah. you, you know, so this is, we're not. And notice what we're not talking about here, buying buyer leads. Notice what we're not talking about here, paying Zillow 40 or 50% of your commission for a bought buyer lead. So if you're going to do that, you're going to give away all your potential for profit.
1: Which means you'd have to do a lot more transactions to make the same 144 grand.
0: Now, some of you, if you are brand new in the business, uh, the answer is some money is better than no money. So if you have to pay a big referral fee to get some cash flow flowing, go for it. Yeah, Julie's got that as point number eight. Uh, But for those of you are wondering, well, I've been in this business forever and I have nothing to show for it. I've had some good months, good years, the whole rest of it. You know, I go on a cruise every year with my family and that's how we celebrate the end of the year, but I really have no savings. I've really never increased my net worth. It's because you're running, you're not making enough profit. That's why. And then if with the profit, you're not managing it in such a way that it's going to compound for you.
1: Very well put. All right. Point number four, your listing goal is, is to have at least two listings at all times for almost all of you, minimum. If you're used to running with at least two, then maybe you want to double it. Look at your own numbers. Now this assumes that the average days on the market where you're selling are 30 or less. Most of the country, I check this virtually daily, is 20 to 45 days on the market. So adjust if you're in, you know, if you're in Dallas, uh, parts of Austin, parts of Florida, you have longer days on the market. So you guys probably need three or four listings at all times. This is something that you work out in the treasure map. The longer the days on the market, the more active listings you personally need to count on at least one closing per month minimum.
0: What Julie just described was one, again, she said it, the, the out one of the outputs of the treasure map, really one of the most important things is what we call the magic number. And the magic number is the number of listings you need at all times to meet or exceed your financial goals. So let's just say, for example, just to really drive this point home without getting into the weeds of the math, if you had five listings at all times, dear listener, And can we assume that uh, you have five actives? They're not weird listings. They're not. There's nothing unsell that would make them unsellable. Standard issue stuff. These are five good listings, right? Because people are always going to say, "Well, I'll go out and take five lots." Well, they won't sell. (laughs) So, all right. So yes, you have five listings at all times, and each of those listings are $500,000 and each of those listings, once they sell, you're going to make $15,000, obviously gross commission, assuming the commission is 3%. So if you're going to take listings like that and you're going to have average commissions like that in your marketplace, for the most part, you're always going to have two to three of those things being in contract at all times. So you're always going to have roughly... 30,000 to 45,000 pending at all times and that's just on the listing side. So what does your life become? It becomes about building up to that five or six number of lists you know your magic number and then replacing when they sell. What does that mean that if you were to focus all your best energies on those activities, what I just described for you, which is the most simplest uh, honest uh, business plan you can come up with, what would you stop doing? I mean, think about all the things that you would stop doing if you knew your only mission in real estate was to build up to your magic number of listings and then always be replacing them when they sell. Look, some months you might have, you know, you had five listings at all times. It was a great sales month. Interest rates dropped, whatever. And now you have no listings. Well, then you have to build back up to five. But getting back to one of the first points that Julie made about inconsistent cash flow, that means that every single day you need to be following a schedule. Every single day you need to be doing what you don't want to do and you don't want to do at the highest level. So you build up and maintain the magic number of listings. That is That's the key. best business model that there is.
1: Absolutely. But I'm glad that you mentioned kind of the rest of the story, which is you've got two parts to this. What, Well, really three parts is have the skills to get the listings in the first place then get the listings, sell the listings, and always have more in the pipeline so you're replacing them as quickly as possible, and then you're running a lather, rinse, repeat business. That's a beautiful thing. All right, number five, you must immediately set up three separate bank accounts. Again, whether you were licensed yesterday or 20 years ago, you've got to have three separate bank accounts, a savings account, an operations slash checking account, and a tax account. Every time you're paid, you place a minimum of 10% into savings. Now, many of our coaching clients are placing 20 30% into savings, but we're talking minimum standards here. 20% in your tax account, adjust if you're in a higher tax state, you can adjust down if you're in a no uh, state income tax, and the rest into your operations or checking account. Do not commingle savings and tax accounts. The tax money does not belong to you. Upgrade your savings percentage as soon as possible, and remember, you should be operating at at least a 75 to 80 percent profit margin. And then, you want to add to that.
0: Well, the most important thing you got to pay yourself first.
1: Yes, that's why the money
0: comes off the top, like Julie said. No matter what. No matter what. Ten
1: percent, and honestly, I, I think you would agree with this. With maybe over our long coaching careers and just knowing tons of agents and brokers, maybe two or three examples other than the you know thousands that we've coached. I can't think of hardly any examples of people who didn't make a significant savings doing it any other way than this. I mean, I think we had one gal that inherited a brokerage from her mom, sold something. And then you've got a coaching client that was a stockbroker in the UK before. But aside from those anomalies, I mean, even I, I had my hair done yesterday, as you know, and my hairdresser always reminds me, she said, one of our most significant conversations was when we were talking about money and I said, oh, well, are you saving 10% off of every day of your income? And she's like, oh my gosh, if I could just do that, I'd have real savings. Well, of
0: course, Julie's coaching her hairdresser. Of course well, she is. Well, I'm just saying. Or stylist. What do they <laughs> stylist, call it? Stylist, I have don't no know. idea. Yeah.
1: Yes. What What point are we at? Okay. I think so. There we are, number six. Yeah. Okay. Using your real estate treasure map, which is your business and life plan. Identify any debt you must pay off, especially high interest rate credit cards. Refinance any mortgages that you have when rates go back down. If you haven't already done that, most people have, but maybe you've got something lingering. And then lock in a 15-year or a 30-year fixed mortgage when rates are appropriate. Give yourself specific deadlines on all financial goals. All right. So, And we could do entire podcasts on how to go about all of that. There's a lot of things going on with uh, student loan deals they've got going on. So it depends on where you're at. Adjust for yourself. All right. Number seven, develop two very predictable Income spokes, for your first year of this business plan, we recommend building your center of influence spoke for your foundational spoke, plus one very proactive spoke like expireds and or for sale by owners.
0: Spokes are simply, if you can, have, and I've told this a billion times, but you, those of you are regular listeners, I know you appreciate this analogy because it makes sense. <laughs> Uh, spokes are merely just uh, like a a bicycle wheel right and there's different spokes on a bicycle wheel one spoke uh, will make the wheel essentially fragile it runs over a pebble it's going to collapse two spokes it's a little bit stronger three spokes you guys get the idea well this is an analogy that works with lead generation you don't ever want to be just dependent on one source of business that's essentially equivalent to building your castle and land you don't own. But the all other side of it is, is you want to get to the point where you have multiple sources of income. And this is all drilled down in the treasure map, which you get for free when you join Premier Coaching. But what you'll discover is that your goal is going to be to create, let's say, for example, I'm going to keep the math super simple. Let's say the goal is to create $5,000 a month that's coming in passively or 10,000 or just whatever your whatever your personal monthly overhead is for your family. Whatever you absolutely have to earn and let's say it's 10,000, doesn't matter. Your goal is going to be to create as many different well, 3 to 4 and then up to 5 different spokes that are not dependent on each other that each of themselves, by themselves, are creating that $10,000 a month. That is hard to do, okay? It is a great challenge for all of you. Julie and I's original goal was seven, and truthfully, we only have five. I mean, poor us, right? But right. the point the point is, is that neither none of these spokes are dependent on each other. If one of the spokes breaks, the other is just still going to produce the uh, desired amount of money. Now, when you get your spokes producing, let's say you develop three spokes, that are each generating, let's just pick a number, $5,000 a month. The 5,000 covers all your uh, personal and monthly overhead, right? So you're completely by definition rich because your money is now working for you. You no longer have to work for your money. What do you do with the other two spokes? Invest that money. Uh, Amplify uh, more, essentially more passive income so that you then can have even more money coming in every month. Don't spend it on crap, don't get to the. You have to get to the point where you have enough rental properties, enough doors, enough revenue share, enough different sources of income so that you never have to worry about being poor again or never have to worry about money again.
1: Well, I'm glad that you brought that up because that goes back to the treasure map where it walks them through because we can't do all this in a podcast, right? Nope. It walks them through. One of the first things we talked about is pay off your high interest rate debt or refinance if it's a mortgage. So you've got to get to that point. Then as you build your skills, you're able to easily pay your monthly overhead. Then you have passive income that pays that overhead for you routinely. Then you get into investing. So don't try to do all of these things at once. It is an incremental thing. One of the things that I think you and I see agents do is they try and build multiple spokes at the same time and maybe not all of them ever really get off the ground because they're doing too many things which is why we start with really getting great at your past client center of influence your database because that's something all of you have even if you got your license yesterday does that make sense
0: yeah definitely
1: okay so point number eight you mentioned this earlier take all opportunities in your first year or in your first year of this business plan including buyers sellers investors and referrals we always talk about make sure you've got a high net and try and get away from buying leads but We also need you to get into profitability ASAP. You are building your skills and you need the experience. It's not time to be picky just yet. Remember, when you generate lots of business, you don't have to tolerate some of the things that you might when you're early on.
0: Real estate, unlike virtually every other business on planet Earth, uh, everyone gets a free list of leads Everyone can easily access seller leads specifically and never have to pay a referral fee. But you do have to have the skills to know how to convert those uh, sellers into your listings. Probate listings, expired, for sale by owners. There's dozens of sources that we teach you how to Uh, pursue, professionally pursue in premier coaching. That's where your focus should be because there aren't going to be referral fees associated with those types of leads. Now, if you want to have some business that you proactively lead generate, let's say from a probate attorney or something, and then you want to occasionally get a reload referral, um, you know, that where the math actually sorts out, then go for it. We're not saying just completely purge You know, referral fees, of course not. And if you're in a transitioning phase where you're so dependent on buying buyer leads, that's all you know how to do. You got to keep doing it while you spin up the plates so that you're learning how to proactively lead generate. Don't just say, I'm done, I'm never going to buy another buyer lead from Zillow, but you have no plan B, no other source of businesses. That's business. That's the reason you join Premier Coaching so we can help you create a bridge from this unprofitable, I think, onerous way you might be running your business now to where where you can be, where you have financial independence.
1: Yes, and I think we're going to talk about sorting out all of those different lead sources in the next week or so. Because there is a big difference between you know a referral fee. If I refer you a seller lead, that's an agent-to-agent referral fee. That's completely different than paying Zillow for, quote, impressions that are maybe not even leads. Well, right? There's if, degrees of this. At the
0: end of the day, it's not different because you're still uh, making a smaller net. That's true. Yeah, but where it is different, to your point, is that an agent-to-agent referral is, generally speaking, going to be 25%. Whereas Zillow now is 40% and And, 100% believe it's going to be close to 50% soon.
1: Right. and Okay. So point number nine is for you. Sponsor at least five agents to eXp. This is your first year of the business plan. This is the beginning of your wealth building that is not transactionally dependent.
0: That's right. And again, we talked about eXp before. Definitely uh, text us. If you're interested in joining eXp, we are working with a lot of brokers right now. That's uh, mostly the conversations I've been having. But of course, if you're a new agent, I'd love to chat with you as well. You can just text me directly at 512-758-0206. And point number 10 in the last point for today, Julie Harris.
1: Don't waste time getting ready to get started. Learning your basic scripts and skills will give you the confidence to speak about real estate to different types of people in different situations. Always say, yes, it would be my pleasure to help you with that and then ask for help when you need it. You don't have time to have mindset issues or go work on your big why and all that stuff. Your mindset will magically greatly improve as your income does, so keep your focus on that.
0: Yeah, luxury thinking, right? So when you're spending a lot of time worrying about your big why and your motivation and all the rest of it, that's luxury thinking. And what many of you are needing right now is you're needing a thinking that's gonna be practical and tactical, put you in a position to help people and get to the point where you are finally rich, and, you know, I kind of touched on this, but it is true. Many of you won't need $5 million or $10 million in savings. And you never, maybe will even get to the point where you can have that. Who cares? Focus on the passive income that makes it so you're rich. So if you have, you know, five million dollars invested right now and you're invested at four percent or even five percent, that's two hundred grand or two hundred and fifty grand per year. That's a lot of money for a lot of you. That'd be more than enough to pay all your bills. Mm-hmm. But that means you have to earn the money, pay the taxes on the money, and get to the point where you're actually, you know, living off that hypothetical passive income from dividend paying stocks or whatever. But you can get to a financial freedom number from other things faster, for example, eXp revenue share. That is the re- that is the number one reason. Aside from the fact that eXp is a great real estate brokerage, it does create uh, an alternative path for you financially going forward that we've never seen anything for real estate agents. Nothing like this um, has ever existed before. It is without a doubt the seventh greatest wonder of the world. So take it seriously. And if you're ready to join EXP, text me directly at 512-758-0206. In the meantime, have a great day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow for day two. This podcast is a part of the
1: C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.